on the Aggie Sports Network. From Learfield, Aggie basketball has been brought to you by Sports Academy and Racquet Club. Your club, your results, your life. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Ford, go further. Also by ARS. Clean up, restore, rebuild. Welcome to Aggie Postgame. Here's Scott Gerard. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. Fortunately, GEICO makes it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. It's a good thing, too, because having a home is hard work. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. GEICO.com, easy. All right, nothing easy about this one. Utah State, what a game tonight. Holy smokes. Final, Utah State from the pit gets the W in overtime, 90-87. to Aggies now 2-0 and in overtime games this year. And they had to do it without Brock Miller, who did not play at all in this game. Uh, we had They had to do it without the services of Ryland Jones down the stretch, who left the game due to an injury. They had to do it without Brandon Horbath, who fouled out with three minutes left in regulation. But Utah State, what an impressive performance tonight. R.J. Justin Bean with 21 points and 11 rebounds, also three assists. R.J. Idlerock with an impressive performance with 16 points. Sean Bearstow with 14, Brandon Horvath with 13, Ryland Jones with 10 points and 8 assists. He flirted with a double-double as well. Steven Ashworth was great with 12 points. And Trevin Dorius, you know what? Here's the thing about Trevin Dorius, and I can't wait to talk to Coach about this in postgame. Trevin Dorius may have had the biggest moment of the game tonight when Ryland Jones leaves the game and Utah State is, I believe at that point, down one. And and uh, Trevin Doria steps up to the line and hits both free throws. Now, Ryland Jones is out. Ryland Jones on the season is, um, I believe he's only missed one free throw on the year. That's the kind of season Ryland Jones has had from the free throw line. He's as automatic as you can possibly ask for from the free throw line. And when he leaves the game and cannot continue, New Mexico is allowed to pick whoever's out on the court to shoot the free throw. Well, they choose Trevin Dorius, who came into this game as a 52% free throw shooter. And Trevin Dorius, in one of the more hostile environments in all of college basketball, calmly steps up to the line and hits both free throws. If Utah State does not get those free throws, Utah State does not win this game tonight. And Trevin Dorius, and again, he ends up with four points tonight. But how about that? Two of the biggest free throws of his career, and he calmly knocks both of them down, and what a game. Utah State ends up shooting 55% from the field. How about this? In the first half in this game, or excuse me, uh, overall in this game, Utah State shot the ball miserably in the first half, but in the second half, they're 55% from the field, and in overtime, they're 4 of 5 from the field. Uh, including uh, from the three-point line, only four of 16. So the three-point shooting woes continue for Utah State, but so many points in the paint. In fact, Utah State with 54 points in the paint, and it was kind of a realization like, hey, the three-point shot's not falling, so now it's time to really try to figure out, okay, let's go and let's figure this out and let's try to put ourselves in a situation where we can work with what's best, and it was in the paint. Justin Bean was doing damage. The guard lines were driving uh, both Justin or Ryland Jones and Stephen Ashworth with big moments driving into the lane. Aggies outscored New Mexico 49 to 34 in the second uh, half, and then 14 to 11 in overtime. It was uh, this is one of those games, and we mentioned this at halftime where 
Utah State had to show something in the second half, down by 15 at the break, and you kind of felt like, look, if this team's going to try to right the ship here, if they're going to try to, you know, put it, you know, put a nice spin on where this season's going, they're going to have to play much better. And they realized it. They went out and they did it. And my goodness, what a night tonight for Utah State. This is a game that um, I don't know how the rest of the season's going to go, but this is a game that I got a sneaking suspicion people are going to remember for quite some time before it's all said and done. Discount Tires has locations in Logan, Providence, and Smithfield, offering services such as oil changes, emissions, alignments, car maintenance, and more. More information is available at webtires.net. Utah State gets it done tonight in overtime over New Mexico after trailing by as many as 17 points. Aggies get the W, 90-87. to We'll continue to break it down next. You're listening to Aggie Basketball from Learfield. Systems providing a or has been a proud partner of Utah State Athletics for eight years, providing office equipment and technology like printers, copiers, and software to businesses with customer service and support. Eight locations throughout Utah, Idaho, and Wyoming. More information available at valleyofficesystems.com. Well, rough night tonight from an injury standpoint. Utah State uh, certainly had some struggles. Uh, Justin Bean uh, left the game for a moment. Looked like he, uh, I don't know if it was a re-aggravation or what, Left the game with a um, ankle, came back, and obviously played tremendously well. Uh, and then Ryland Jones left the game with what appeared to be a calf injury. He comes back and then takes a nasty hit to the sternum. Uh, he did not return in this game, so uh, certainly thoughts with him. Utah State has a quick turnaround. They'll be taking on Colorado State coming up on Wednesday of next week. And Colorado State certainly pipe hot and mad after what happened today at San Diego State. But a game tonight for Utah State for the ages. Aggies down by as many as 17 points and found a way to regroup and slowly kind of get themselves back into this game. They cut it to 11, then it would be 8, and then back to 11, and then bound to 6. And then when Utah State just kept fighting and fighting and scratching and clawing and then finally got away to take the lead, had a lead, a three-point lead with 13 seconds left. New Mexico, and it's kind of a, and we'll talk to Coach Odom about this, it, it's kind of a darned if you do, darned if you don't type of a situation there in terms of do you foul up 13. Uh, once it gets past five, usually that's kind of the route you want to go. Um, but at that point, Utah State was in such a, a kind of in chase mode, and it was number zero, K.J. Jenkins, who was able to hit a baseline corner three and give the uh, and, and tie the game up. Utah State at that point, it appeared like Stephen Ashworth it hit a half court three, but they're gonna. But uh, the officials went back and said that there was a timeout called before Ashworth hit what would have been a game winning shot, and so instead we go to overtime. And at that point, Utah State uh, really dominated the overtime period. I do not believe New Mexico ever led in overtime. Utah State uh, uh, was able to control for the most part and really get themselves into a situation where the Aggies were able to get. One of the more impressive victories we've seen in a bit. And I know New Mexico hasn't been great coming into this game, but winning that kind of game and that kind of style with that kind of adversity uh, was really something that was really impressive to watch. As Utah State gets their 10th win of the season and now improved to 10-5 and five on the year uh, before a big one coming up against Colorado State on the 12th. And then the Aggies hopefully will play their first home game of the season coming up a week from today when they take on Wyoming in the spectrum. It feels like it's been forever since Utah State has played a game, and in fact, it has been. You have to go all the way back to December 21st, so it'll almost be a full month 
between home games. And even then, you got to keep your fingers crossed that things are able to go uh, go smoothly because in this world we're living in right now, you never really can tell uh, until guys actually get out on the court. Um, by the way, Siegfried and Jensen specializing in injury cases for more than 30 years. Siegfried and Jensen helping those that have been injured in auto accidents. Uh, proud supporter of Aggie Athletics. More information about the law firm is available at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Okay, let's go through your scoring in this game tonight as, as Utah State gets a big performance from Justin Bean, 21 points and 11 rebounds. Sean Bearstone, impressive 14 points, and he hit four big free throws, two big ones late to push Utah State's lead from one to three. Um, Brandon Horvath, before fouling out, had 13 points and six rebounds. R.J. Eilerock, I thought was really great tonight, six of eight from the field, four of five from the free throw line. He ended up with 16 points. Ryland Jones, before going out with an injury, how about this night? Ten points, three rebounds, but eight assists as Ryland Jones, and uh, we might get an injury update from Coach on that before it's all said and done. In fact, the head coach of the Aggies, Ryan Odom, joins us right now. And, uh, Coach, um, I know you're in really good health, but the old blood pressure medicine, you may need to invest in that before that's all said and done after a game like that. How you doing? Yeah, I'm hanging in there. Just really proud of our guys, obviously. Um, you know, we got off to a, a rough start in that first half, and and, um, and they had a lot to do with it. They were playing well offensively, offensively free and, and open, and we weren't doing much to stop them. Our offense was a little bit stagnant, and, um, and uh, you know, we just talked a lot at halftime. We were talking in the timeouts in the first half. We just didn't have the energy that we needed, and uh, especially coming off of a – you know, a layoff like we've had, and I was expecting us to play, you know, better out of the gates, and uh, we didn't, and we had to dig it out, and we, we dug a hole, and uh, certainly our guys, you know, led by Bean and, and, and some of the others, Ryland was, was tremendous, you know, obviously, in helping us get it going. I thought that was probably RJ's best game. Um, you know, Sean gave us some good minutes and started to play like we know Sean can play in that second half. Uh, Trevin was huge and stepped up. Obviously, him, his physicality and and uh, presence around the rim, you know, was really important for us. Um, and I thought our defense, we had to obviously switch our defense in the second half because the way we were guarding in the first wasn't working. And we were in too many scrambles. Um, and, and they're good shooters. We're getting the ball, you know, at, at that time. So we tried to limit, you know, our rotations in the second half. But, you know, the biggest thing is I'm happy for our team. Um, you know, this team is a resilient squad, and, and, and they love one another. Well, I, you mentioned him, and, and, and he's going to go down in the stat books with only four points, but Ryland Jones goes out with an injury, and New Mexico points right at Trevin Dorius and says, we want that guy shooting the free throws. And, yeah. for him, and for him to step up in one of the more tougher places to play in the country and calmly knock down both those free throws in that kind of a situation, I thought that was one of the coolest things we've seen in a while. Yeah, and and you know what he makes them all the time in practice. So when when uh, when they when they chose him, we were all standing there together, and I said they messed up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and and uh, I said this is your moment, man. And he said, let's go, baby. And and that's the kind of attitude that he has. He's like, I'm going to go make this. Like if you're nervous about it, well then you know you probably won't. You know at that especially at that critical time and. Anybody that knows Trevin and knows what he's all about, like he's just a happy person, and we've got to continue to, to, to help his confidence continue to grow. And the more that he plays, the more he will. And, and that certainly was a big moment for him and for our team. 
your guards were able to get to the rim in the second half. Ryland Jones had a couple big layups. Sean or, uh, uh, Ashworth had a big layup and an end one. What what yeah. were you able to see to allow those guys get those open lanes and, and, and finish at the rim like they did? Yeah, we started trying to play in the middle third of the court, and, and we just gave ourselves a little bit better spacing. We were running more five out in the first half, and it just wasn't, wasn't great for us. Uh, we didn't have a lot of returns there, and, and we didn't have a lot of lanes to the basket. And so we tried to, to work more with our four-out, uh, you know, offense to be able to, to try to have some lane, more lanes to the basket. And our guys started taking them, and they made really important rim decisions when they got in there. I think that's the, the key. I mean, think about the two back cuts that we got, yeah. one from Ryland and one from Steven, you know, to Bean. I mean, just just really, really well executed plays, and uh, you know our guys, you guys did a nice job with that. And those are not easy passes to make, and and Jones no. and, and Ashworth both put it right on the money and led, led to easy buckets, as you mentioned. Yeah, no question. I mean, Bean obviously was huge, you know, uh, for us. You know, he hasn't he practiced twice, you know, going into that game, or really once, you know, going into that game, and um, tweaked his ankle in the first half, uh, his other ankle, and then. You know, was still able to to give you know an amazing effort you know for his team, and um, he's just a he's 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 a ridiculous player. He really is. He's an amazing competitor. Talk us through the uh, last thirteen seconds of regulation. You're kind of in no man's land. There's kind of too much time to foul, but uh, it kind of it, but 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 you, they yeah. do get an open three. Kind of walk us through that because it's we were going to foul. Yeah, I mean that was the plan. You know, we learned something there. We we tried to what we said in the timeout was let's take time, let's make them take time. And I thought our guys did a great job of that and got them across half court. And I said as it begins to settle, that's when we've got to give at that point. And we were trying to get them to do it at that point, but um, and that was the plan. But they, the kid got away from us, and then all of a sudden, you know, all bets are off. And, yeah. you know, there are times where it settles, and, and they start backing it out, and they're like, okay, what am I going to do? And that's, that, that was the moment to get them, and we just we, – we, we missed it. And uh, they made a great play. This was a performance that I got to imagine that you can reference later in the year, too. I mean, this is – it's not an easy place to play. That's a really athletic team, and this is an experience that I'm sure – later in the year you can reference and say, hey, we've done this before. We did this in the pit. Yeah, no question. But we don't want to live dangerously. We don't want to play, <laughs> yeah. you know, one half of basketball and, um, you know, really well. And we're not going to uh, have a great life as a team <laughs> if, yeah. we, if we play that way. We've got to be more consistent. And, but certainly you're, you're correct. You always can draw from, from these types of moments where you had to really dig in and you find out what kind of competitor – you know, as a whole, our team is right, and um, you know, I think that's what you saw tonight. You know, we've got a we've got a tough tough squad. Any, uh, I know it's early. Any update on Ryland at all? Yeah, I mean, he didn't. It, it didn't feel good when he got hit, and so he knew right away that he he wasn't going to be able to stay in the game. Um, and so we asked Leah to come out and check on him. You know, we'll get him back to you know Logan. We'll get it checked out, figure out kind of where he's at. Um, you know, for Wednesday when we had. Head to uh, to Colorado State, but you know, no news right now. You know, on him, I just know he got hit pretty good. Yeah. Well, Coach, congratulations! Heck of a gutty performance, and uh, look forward to catching up the uh, early next week. Awesome. Thanks so much. You got it. Ryan Odom, head coach at Utah State. Aggies get the W tonight. Final in this one, ninety to eighty-seven. Take a break. Come back, and I believe we will chat with Justin Bean on the other side, right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield. 
What a game tonight. Utah State gets it done, 90-87. to Down by as many as 17 points early in the second half. But the Cardiac Kids get it done. Led by Justin Bean with 21 points. Justin Bean's kind enough to join us. Uh, boy, I tell you what, you know that was a fun game. I know you don't want to do that again, but my goodness, Justin, you guys, uh, you guys found a way to get it done. No panic whatsoever. <laughs> no panic at all, Scotty. Yep, we were all calm, cool, and collected. So no, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was obviously a great environment. I feel like every game we play at the pit is really close, and and uh, those fans are, are pretty crazy and, and very passionate. So we knew it was going to be close coming in. We just had to, to find a way to get a win and. Obviously, we got off to a slow start there and had to clean up some things, but I was proud of our guys for how we responded and, and obviously the coaching staff and everyone just told us we had to, to be tougher and, and more aggressive and play with a lot more passion, so I thought that's what we did. No, uh, I, what was the conversation like at halftime? Um, I mean, it was, it was obviously very humbling for the players, but, but Coach Odom obviously has a, a way of just getting through to us and, and not overreacting. I mean, he's very calm and poised and I thought he did a great job just, you know, getting onto us. Obviously, there were times where we needed to, to, to be coached, and, and, and honestly, it was just something that we needed. So I thought we did a good job just responding to that, and, and he trusted us. He told us to just play the game and, and not overthink it and just be more aggressive. So it was pretty simple. When you're down by 17 points, uh, what, what's the mindset? Because obviously you can't get it all back at once. So you just have to be patient and say, hey, let's just get one stop at a time, one bucket at a time. Like, how do you have to act in a situation like that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we know there's there's no such thing as a 16-point basket. So we just knew that we had to just do like we did in practice. And, and Coach said, stop, score, stop, score. And that's just a drill we do where we just focus on one possession at a time and just getting stops and, and capitalizing. So I, I thought we attacked the rim a lot more there in the second half. And uh, obviously we, we got some fouls there and, um, kind of some, some questionable calls, but, but honestly, we, I thought we did a good job just playing our game and playing for each other and, and just being connected that second half. I, wasn't gonna, I won't ask you about any of those, but, uh, but you, do get the, uh, you do get the W tonight. Uh, talk us through, hey, I thought that last shot in regulation was going down. Did mm. it feel good going off your hand? It did, yeah. No, that, was, that was a good play call by Coach. We, we practiced that a little bit just the last few days, and, and it felt good. It did. I thought it was going down. I thought it was going to be like a, a Kawhi Leonard in the yeah. <laughs> Eastern Conference Finals with the 76ers, but it wasn't. So it was, uh, it was a good look, though. It was, you know, and that's the thing. You guys had the lead. Uh, they hit the three. You're unable to get the shot going into overtime. There's a lot of times teams can just kind of, it, it kind of deflates them going into overtime, but you guys really stepped up. I mean, what was the conversation like going into OT? Yeah, I mean, obviously we, a lot of us thought that Steven's bucket counted. And um, and so we, before the, the, the other play call, and so we just had to, had to remain focused. There was a lot going on. Uh, the fans were coming at us and, and yelling, and just it was super loud. But we just had to, to focus in, and I thought our te- our huddles, you know, late in overtime, we weren't doing that much in the first half, but that helped us stay connected as a team. And then Coach just said, you know, just, just one possession at a time, um, play together, and, um, and I couldn't be more proud of our guys. And, and how about Trevin's free throws, man? Those are those are awesome. He's been working on that, you know, for the last few weeks, and, and uh, he knocked him down. So I was proud of him for that. I talked to we talked I talked to coach about that and and here's the thing you know they, uh, obviously uh, Ryland leaves with the injury and they immediately point and say we want that guy and it's a hostile yeah. environment it's not an easy yep. place to play and mm-hmm. he just calmly said I mean it's not like not mm-hmm. like he even used the rim man he swished both of them it was great 
It was. No, it was great. I, honestly, I, I just I knew Trevor was going to make him. I, I really did. I genuinely thought that he was going to come in, and and we just told him right before he stepped up there, man. We're just we're at the spectrum. This is post practice. We do a free throw game after practice a lot, and so that's what we kept telling him. So whether he listened to that or not, or I don't know what he was thinking about, but he knocked him in. So I was proud of him. Well, you end the game. Uh, Brock Miller doesn't play. Horvath fouls out. Ryland Jones has to leave the game. And, and to, be, to still be able to rally and win this game, uh, Justin, I think that really says a lot about who this team is. You, you said it, man. You said it, Scotty. I think this team has really had a lot of adversity this year. Um, and obviously, we didn't start conference how we wanted to. So we felt like this was a must win for us. And to be able to come back like that and respond in a hostile environment and, and have guys play big and step up like they did with some guys out, it was, it was huge. Well, hey, enjoy the uh, plane ride home. You got a big one coming up next week against Colorado State. Uh, but uh, congrats yep. and celebrate this one, my friend. Thank you, Scotty. Appreciate it. Go Aggies. We'll see you later. You got it. Justin Bean right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Twisted Sugar Cookies has more than 20 cookie flavors and more than 100 flavors, especially sodas. They even have gluten-free options as well. Located at 532 South Main Street, Suite 120 in Logan. Full menu can be viewed at twistedsugar.com. We'll take one more break. Come back. Uh, we got some awards to hand out. We'll do that straight ahead as Utah State gets an impressive come-from-behind overtime victory over New Mexico in the pit, 90-87. to And you heard it all right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield. Final in this one, 90-87. Utah State gets the three-point victory in overtime. Time for tonight's Everlight Solar Player of the Game. And uh, we got we got a couple – man, there's a lot of people to choose from in this game tonight. Because you got Justin Bean who, uh, you know, look, did what Justin Bean normally does. Gets 21 points and gets 11 rebounds. Also dished out three assists. Barstow with 14. Horvath with 13. Idle Rock with 16. Ryland Jones with 10 and 8 tonight. Uh, let's see here. Trevin Dorius with 4. You know what? I'm giving it to Trevin Dorius. Those two free throws, I mean, look, he's not Ollie from from uh, from Hoosiers, but still, when he has to go out and shoot two big free throws, and he's a 52% free throw shooter, and you know the other team wanted you shooting those free throws because you're not particularly great uh, this year, I think it shows that this team was – uh, it shows a and uh, and to shoot those in that kind of an environment in, into that kind of a student section, and to be able to knock him down, heck yeah, man! Trevin Dorius was a man tonight, and congratulations to him—he earned that. Um, so that is your final in this one, ninety to eighty-seven. Uh, this game brought to you in part by the Sports Academy and Racquet Club, your club, your results, and your life. All right, so next up for Utah State, they get Colorado State. Aggies will be in Fort Collins. It'll still be a while before Utah State actually gets to play a home game. Um, it'll be almost a full month in between home games after the first two have been postponed between um, uh, Boise State and Wyoming. So the Aggies will have some uh, uh, will actually have to wait until they get um, Wyoming coming up on a week from today. So that'll be the first home game for Utah State in conference play coming up on the 15th. Aggies have had a game against San Jose State postponed and Boise State postponed. But this was a sweet one tonight. 
never hurts. It doesn't matter how good or how bad New Mexico is. You go to the pit, you get a W, you'll take that every day of the week. Big thanks to Eric Jensen back in studio. Big thanks to everyone helping us out. Uh, Ryan Odom and, of course, Justin Bean, final in this one, Utah State in overtime over New Mexico, 90-87. to And you heard it all right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield.